Hey guys, welcome to YouthCast, a podcast for the youth and by the youth. On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about something that relates to all of us and probably all of our viewers, since we are going to be going to college in in a few years, and also something that relates to something that's being talked about by the media and all of us in general, which is racial discrimination. So our topic for the day is reservation of seats, quota, and affirmative action. Yeah. So. Before we start and discussing the inner depths of it and how it relates to us and potential applicants to colleges as well as jobs in the future, I think it'll be it'll benefit everybody if I could just quickly describe what each of it means because I feel like there's an air of doubt uh, surrounding both of these terms. So regarding reservation, now reservation is something that's mostly prevalent in India, but it's basically where a percentage of seats are reserved in. places like public sector or the union and state civil services uh state government departments and private and public institutions right so this could be educational or somewhere where you work uh regarding affirmative action it's basically a program that was designed to promote educational and vocational access to for underprivileged groups so the intention for both affirmative action and uh, reservation is the same but the way that this differs from reservation is that there's no set amount of people from these uh, underprivileged groups that are required to attend or take part in uh, these institutions rather it's more based in diversity than exact numbers so swam so do you want to start off with what do you wh- what's your feeling about reservation so i think there are really two ways to look at reservation or quota as it's called in india one is from the view of someone who's slightly more privileged or doesn't come from a so called disadvantaged background right so it could be people appearing in the general category and not the scheduled caste scheduled tribe and obc category and for them some of them feel it's injustice because they've been studying for this one exam so hard for four years and it's their dream and it's their family's dream to become something in life through the virtue of getting into a good college by this exam there's also another view to look at it which is from the view of someone who's coming from these scst obc communities and for them they haven't had the access to certain things that someone appearing in the general category would have such as highest quality tutors being able to afford to go to quota to study all of the things to like that and so i think there's really two ways to look about it in this scenario yeah so i think you've established the basic intention and reason why one would even argue for these quotas to exist which is the fact that there is an imbalance of wealth and opportunities and which was i guess the intention or the underlying theory between uh, behind these quotas but i think through this podcast we'll be looking into one whether this intention still stands true and whether the quotas or reservation or even to that extent affirmative action are the most efficient uh, solutions to such a problem right so now that we've acknowledged this problem exists summer where do you where do you personally stand on this topic i mean see i do believe there is a need for diversity but i'm not sure whether the reservation of seats is the best system to gain this diversity because if you look at the example of any hard working student if that hard working student got like a 95 in his exams and he lost his if he lost his seat to someone that wasn't as scoring in a, in that same subject and just got the, got the same seat because of his caste i'd be extremely i'd be extremely disheartened i'd be extremely pissed off and in looking at it that way i don't think it's the best system 
but i do think that there is a need for some sort of system because if you look at it from the perspective of those that are getting these seats they are at a disadvantage because of their economic background and everything so yeah okay so one argument that i've come across a lot is that instead of looking at it from a social perspective in quota when you're saying that people who come from scheduled tribes scheduled castes and all of that stuff um you instead look at it from a monetary background so people whose family income doesn't yeah. cross a certain threshold and i think this makes sense because a lot of these people don't have access to opportunities in the 21st century isn't because of their of their social standing supposed social standing although i'm not like saying that it doesn't exist or that if you are from a so called lower caste you won't face barriers but i'm saying that it's definitely been reduced a lot and in places that i think it there's a now monetary standing right so because of this monetary standing i think that even a poor person from the supposed upper class upper class is at a disadvantage because they also can't afford tutors and to hire people into go places for education right so in this sense if you're looking at it from a purely economic sense then i think the whole thing is social barriers breaks down and it makes society more cohesive but i don't think that it addresses the diversity part of it but it addresses more of the part that people that people from disadvantages backgrounds don't have access to these kind of things anymore because i fundamentally think that now they are being given access to all sorts of education as long as they have the monetary like they can fit the monetary yeah. requirements for them i think um, it's also a function which is quite uh, specific to the place where you are giving somebody a quota right so taking the example of an institution that's been based for a long time like a competitive exam like the upsc or the neat or the jee it since it's there it's, it's since it's been there for a long time it's become quite universal in the sense that given there's a high demand for it and over the years people have gotten used to the paper pattern have come to re- recognize this demand you have now a lower price or a lower barrier for people to get the requisite opportunities to crack such an exam or to get into a certain college right uh, taking the example of the us the the reason that us even though financial aid is quite prevalent especially need aware uh, financial aid in the us people still don't look to it as a, a possible option purely because of the fact that the entire admissions process since it's so new in india it's it's quite a niche and the financial barrier just to get through the process like getting counseling getting the required tests done or going through the process of having somebody to help you through a common app which you pay for is gives you a huge uh, disadvantage as compared to somebody who doesn't right so i i think it's also yeah. a function of where you are giving the reservation i guess so and i think that's one of the reasons perhaps why affirmative action can never work in india is because in these exams it's not in in indian colleges at least the majority of them it's admission is given on the basis of one entrance test rather than a holistic view of a student right so since it's given on one one thing you can't exactly use affirmative action because it's not a holistic thing where you factor in other things race and your marks would be the only thing that you factor in in this situation so i don't see how you can have a holistic one when you're having a strict entrance exam marking so think that uh affirmative action isn't exactly the solution not because it's not effective purely because the the what affirmative action is supposed to do is quite different from what reservations are supposed to do right so yeah. i think affirmative actions act on more like 
I think the effect of affirmative actions are more on the side of the university in the sort of environment it provides, right? For example, in the US, the the schools which without affirmative actions such as Caritech have have a, have a very skewed um, black to whites ratio or a white to minor, minority ratio, which provides a quite a different environment than what real life is, than what living in a metropolitan city is like. Right. But I feel like in India, I don't think that's the case. I feel like given the fact that all of these entrance exams are so merit based and wealth plays a very small factor in these, I feel like since that's the case, the, the crowd or you could say the people that go to the top schools, they, they're not exactly from one background. Rather, they're from so many backgrounds that I do not feel diversity is the biggest issue. For sure, for sure. I definitely agree with that. The admissions process doesn't give bias to anybody with wealth because most people like the entire process of getting coaching now is so subsidized and so widespread that wealth plays a very small factor in that case. So the since the admissions, it's not like the top schools like in the US, the IVs are often uh, given this um, stereotype of the rich kid with the posh family and how the rich are getting richer. Whereas in India, you can see the top schools, in fact, most of the people in the top schools are from lower socioeconomic backgrounds because that is their social enabler. That is the one that levels them with everybody else. Yeah, that hmm. makes sense for sure. Okay. Now, before we switch to affirmative action, I just want to like ask you guys. So if would you be in favor of abolishing quota in India or not? Um, because this has been an issue of controversy in the past. We had the Mandal Commission which said that they were going yeah. to give more quota and people literally started burning themselves on the street because they were so against it. Um, it was an entire thing. I think my parents, our parents were alive yeah. during that time when yeah. it was going on. Um, so your views on it, like just a quick sentence about like, do you think we should get abolished or not? And if they should be abolished, what should be the replacement or should there be any replacement at all? Okay, so I'm personally against the idea of reservation in India. And that's because I don't think reserving seats is show, is a method of gaining equality. I think it's just giving yeah. equity. And secondly, I, I think giving reservation on the basis of caste is only perpetuating the notion of caste in society rather than abolishing it. Yeah. So uh, two things there. Uh, one, again, I think Samar's point is uh, quite uh, genuine there. Given the fact that... Uh, Let's take the example of any entrance exam. Let's say NEET, the one to become a doctor. NEET has a heavy uh, emphasis on bio, where half the exam is based on how well do you know your high school bio. And if you're not good at biology, there's a very high chance that you're going to be lagging behind on your university biology and probably won't and will struggle through college, even if you go through the top schools, right? So I feel like it gives you it gives you the illusion and you could say these, the, the social... The social upliftment in terms of the notion of going to a top college but i don't think reservation actually provides the equality it serves out to uh, lastly my own opinion on reservation stems from the anecdote that i'd like to share uh, one of my dad's friends who's quite a wealthy man his son went to uh, you could say one of the top engineering uh, schools in our country but he had a scheduled tribe certificate and the fact that you hear he went to, let's say, an IIT Delhi or anything like that, I obviously had certain amount of respect and certain amount of um, 
acknowledgement of his achievement right but one even though it's an achievement the fact that you you came in from a reservation or you came in through a quota automatically reduces it in the eyes of the public the achievement itself and secondly i think the the certificate for a caste or a tribe should be evaluated on a generation by generation basis so a lot of the time the case may be that uh, like even most of our grandparents that matter that shifted through um, the partition weren't exactly financially well off but let's say through our parents who worked hard enough to get to a certain point where we didn't need reservation for that matter i feel like it must be similar for caste or uh, where each generation should be evaluated independently and see what socio economic challenges they go through yeah so i think that's one big thing that like i don't mind reservation so to say as long as it's constantly evolving and taking the needs of society in that time into account right so like you can't have a fixed reservation for 80 years like we have with only minor changes being introduced once in a while you should you should keep evaluating the reservation the process scenario for sure so now talking about affirmative action what are your guys views on that so my personal uh, thing about affirmative action is the fact that actually before i start uh, one of the as part of uh, me and swayam were part of the debate club of school and we had a topic given to us about affirmative action and actually that was one of the first times that i encountered it given the fact that i've actually never spoken th- thought about it but so my my main problem with affirmative action before we start off is the fact that it's i mean this may be its biggest strength and its biggest weakness uh the fact that it it adds to the holistic review in in the case of let's say the the case of i think 2016 where the harvard case happened where the asian american society of parents i think challenged harvard to show their admissions process and in that i feel like the fact that affirmative action plays a small part in this holistic review gives leeway for a university to make certain decisions that otherwise it would have to show uh like in affirmative action harvard in, in the review harvard was shown to give low personality scores to typically asian uh, people or asian americans and this may this may this may well be true but i don't Sorry, this is a very poorly made point. So I think what Yajit is trying to say that there'll always be a personal bias when it comes to affirmative action. Yeah, I f- yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I Sorry. think one problem with affirmative action in the United States, at least, is that because the entire admissions process is such a mystery over there, right? Like, there's no such thing like you know how many marks you got, and because of those marks, you will be given a seat based on how other people have performed, right? it's an entire process where they look at your co-curriculars and there's no set way to really define how good a co-curricular is or how good an achievement is right so it's all super subjective so if like because of the whole mystery surrounding the admissions process over there it just gives too much power into certain people where they can make entirely biased decisions where yeah. race is a driving factor and you who have no idea that even though if you thought you were a better candidate there's no really way for you to challenge anything because the entire admissions process is shrouded in mystery but i think one advantage of affirmative action is again diversity and the reason i think diversity is important in like in in an educational setting or a workplace setting is because you can get perspectives of different people from different places and that can always be really encouraging and so so for example if i have a certain 
societal norm another person might not and we can learn from each other that way and sort of learn from our differences yeah adding to the diversity argument i think the entire thing is encapsulated by the fact that the reason we if you ask ourselves why we go to university right we could get the education through university by reading textbooks attending lectures and just um, attending online classes but we go there because we want to be surrounded by certain people why people to a certain degree if you want to go to a good university or surround yourself by certain people or also be in that environment if you want to go Have to the entire place. college experience exactly so i the diversity aids to the college experience and i feel like since that college experience you learn more with diversity than without it exactly so i i think that that's a fair argument for affirmative action but again diversity for diversity's sakes provides little benefit right i feel like since and this is where i think that this is the gray line between affirmative action and quotas and the reason we think they are so related is the fact that one where do you draw the line like with quotas you have a set uh, line there's a set number so one advantage i think quotas have over is, is the fact that there is a set number and people can opt out of it right so let's say for example uh, let's say in iit is at least there's a women quota there's i think 14% or something like that there's a quota for women especially however if a woman gets a good rank and doesn't require that quota to get in she can opt out of it and people more than that can get in also so there's not like there's a set number of people that need that number of in the case of the us there's no set number of black people there's no set number of white they just people. have a goal for diversity they don't exactly. have a set number in place exactly So, and I also think talk- diversity can be as bad as it can be good, because having diversity for this, for having diversity just for the sake of having diversity, doesn't promote anything, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think uh, the point that I was trying to getting get at is the fact that if um, a black man or a Mexican man or an Indian American or a, a Asian American gets into college. there's always there's always going to be that air of doubt that oh this person had 10 marks of my sat he this he got in through affirmative action or in a sense that they won't be given that full merit that they actually deserve for getting people will try to discredit your exactly whereas in quota it's, since it's so hard lined and it's so defined which may be its biggest failure and success it makes it much easier to attribute that success that makes sense that makes sense but in general i think affirmative action i think it's a good idea in the sense that like it it allows people to like just break out of their socio economic um, but when you when you have something like affirmative action in place it only makes that process easier but then i think you, you get to the question of like affirmative action but till what point so i think it's always necessary to draw a line which is perhaps why it like why quota may be considered a better system in that sense because yeah. a very clear line is drawn also the question of minority majority always exists right like right now whites are majority in the us and well that is true if we take into account of let's say the harvard case study i think i'm and i may be quoting rough numbers here but the asian american population in the us i think accounts for about 3 4% if i'm not wrong of the entire population but the harvard class was around of that year or the year before was accounted for around 20% of asian americans accounted for the entire class right so it goes to account of which yes there is a stereotype of asian american getting very good marks but 
it it goes to a part in which even for the sake of diversity they will have to cut down on people who are used to be minority for that sake right so you can't have you can't have yeah that's fine yeah you can't have too many minorities too which again goes against the concept of it but that is just an hypothetical scenario which may not be too far away given the fact that international students in asian american percentages are always increasing each year i think one reason for the asian american rates being so high in general is what i've noticed is i think this is also like something that breaks down the ideas of minorities and stuff is that when you the majority of asian americans who immigrated or indian americans who immigrated were highly skilled workers were working in top jobs and I'd, although some of them did come to the us with almost nothing in their pockets the majority of them only came to the us to pursue high super high paying and top notch jobs and because of that they could afford the highly expensive us college application process where they can yeah. access very expensive uh tests yeah. they can access very expensive study material and go to the best schools because of the entire thing of student of districts for each school i think to conclude in a sense because i think we've covered sort of the advantages disadvantages our own personal opinions on uh, these uh, reservation systems to have social upliftment in society uh, just to conclude and again this probably should have been a disclaimer but we obviously come from very privileged backgrounds where again i don't know samarth and swayam's caste but it it has definitely not disadvantaged us in any point in our lives actually i don't even know mine either but yeah, <laughs> we we are cisgender hindus living in india and i don't us talking about reservation obviously seems like quite a um, ironic thing to do but we've tried to give as much leeway on either side uh yeah. for, to have a fair argument on or have a open conversation regarding how um, society should be leveled for sure so if you have anything to say about the way we've approached this you can reach out to us we'd actually love to have you on the show sooner or later we'll be looking forward to have adding another section uh, regarding us responding to audience uh, response and uh, to share with you what people have shared with us yeah. um, if you do want to utilize our platform and we feel like that message might be productive to our users we'll be definitely looking out for people to share their message i guess and if you completely disagree with anything we've said just don't be afraid to send us a message ripping apart our entire argument because we, that's what we're trying to encourage here. we're trying to promote a sort of discourse that people our age might not traditionally have i mean for personal purposes please do not attack our entire arguments um please be polite uh, we do have our own self esteem uh but yeah it's just an open conversation is all we're looking for Yeah so I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you guys next week and if you haven't already please check out the new Youthcast YouTube channel where we started a new series called Just the Cast where we talk about a range of different topics that have occurred over the past 1 2 weeks and uh, just go about them in a more casual manner than we do on our regular show We hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you next week